0: You know, I've said it several times already, but I just can't thank you enough for making the effort to get out of your homes today and drive here to worship the Lord. Yes, we can pray to the Lord anywhere, but there is something powerful when, when God's children come together and agree and pray. There's something powerful that happens. The first Sunday that we did this We prayed that God would send help, send a cure, send treatments, that this curve would drop faster than they expected. In the last couple of days on the news, that's what they've been saying, isn't it? This curve is dropping faster than we thought. The death rate is much, much lower than we thought. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm going to give Jesus Christ all the credit for that. All of it. Yeah. That's right. We praise Him. The Bible says He inhabits our praise. Miracles happen everywhere Jesus goes. There have been miracles in my life. We just sang a song about just one of them. There are people here right now that I know personally that God healed their bodies from something the doctors said they could not recover from. And I want you to pray for a man that is a friend of mine, I'm not going to say his name right now because I haven't consulted with his family. But God knows his name. And I'm going to ask you, would you pray for him? He's been on a ventilator now for three weeks with this virus. And this morning they're saying he's taking a turn for the worse. Just ask God to heal him miraculously. I shared this with you last week, but I want to share it with you again this week. Back in the 1600s, The Black Plague was sweeping the world. And I know you've read about that in history books. You've heard people talk about it and teach it. But over in Germany, in a town called Oberammergau, they got together. They were all confined to their city, like a city quarantine, if you will. And they decided that they were going to tell the story of Jesus for Easter They were going to tell the story of Jesus anyway. And what they did is they started a play, and they called it the Great Passion Play. And that was in the 1600s, during the plague. And they prayed to God, Lord, please heal our land, like we're doing today. This is a true story. You can look it up on the Internet. You can Google the Oberammergau Passion Play story. And still today, all these centuries later, they're putting that play on because here's what happened. God healed everyone in that town of the plague, and no one else got the plague in Oberammergau, Germany. And they're still putting on the passion play today. Well, we have our own great passion play that our ministries help produce in Arkansas, in Eureka Springs. Many of you have been involved in it. And last night, we were supposed to put on the passion play. The state of Arkansas asked us not to do it, and we decided to obey the law and do what was safe for our caste. So instead. This is what we chose to do, the first time in 52 years that this has been done. We have put the Passion Play DVD on all Arkansas television channels, some in Tulsa, streaming on the internet, and on uh, a network with over a hundred channels around the country. Starting today, it's playing all day today and tonight, different times, different channels, You can go to my Facebook page and click the link and watch it on YouTube, on your smart TV, or on your device. We wanted to give the world hope by giving them a free ticket to the great passion play that's been running ever since the 1600s because God has another plague that we want Him to defeat in Jesus' name. Now, here's the way I believe about plagues. I believe that the devil is the one that brings bad things and God is the one that fixes things. It's the devil that's trying to get people to turn away from Christ, but little does he know through all of this, more and more and more people are going to turn to Christ and they're going to pray like never before. And that is the story of Easter. He thought he had defeated Jesus, but he didn't. So if you have your Bibles and you want to look in Luke chapter 24, the Easter story, I'm going to read it to you. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came to the sepulcher bringing spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered it and they found not the body of Jesus Christ. It came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout. Behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And they were so afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth. And they said, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and then crucified But on the third day, he will rise again. What a great story. And it's more than a story. It is the truth. Jesus really went to the cross. He really died. He gave up his his ghost or his spirit to the heavenly Father. He cried out, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And he drew his last breath. And he fulfilled all the prophecies of the Old Testament where it said that they would bruise him and they would beat him and they would mock him. It also said in the Old Testament, when the Messiah comes, they will not break one bone of his body. You see, typically when they hung on the cross, they would break their legs to make sure they were dead. And they broke the leg of the thief on the right. They broke the legs of the thief on the left. But when they came to Jesus Christ, they did not break his legs. They thrust in a spear at his side. And the Bible says blood and water gushed forth. You see, the blood poured down the cross that day as a sacrifice for your sin and mine. The world is frightened right now. When I say the world, I mean the people. People are frightened, but... Christian people have a peace that only we have. We know that no matter what happens, even if we drew our last breath, we would wake up in heaven with Jesus Christ. Now, I want to live. I like life. I love life. If you love life, let me hear a big horn honking out there. Come on now. Yeah. I'm telling you, if y'all honk those horns very much, we may stay here all day. No, not really. I, I hope you'll come back tonight at 8 o'clock, or at least tell your friends we're going to set a big LED screen up here, like a billboard, one of those big uh, lit-up billboards that you see on the highway. We're going to set it up right up here, and we're going to show the great Passion Play, a new, brand-new DVD. I hope you can come. But today, the number one thing that I want to share with you is Jesus Christ. You know, he came to the blind man, and he healed him. He came to the leper, and he wasn't afraid to heal him. He asked the Father, Lord, everything I do, everything that you do for me, please let me glorify you. And that's what we're doing here today at Union Valley. We're not doing this for any other reason other other than glorifying Jesus Christ. If you, all, if you have your Bibles with me, go ahead and open back up. And I'm going to close with this passage. When Jesus died, they did not break his bones. He chose to die willingly. His blood poured out for you and me. They put him in the tomb of a rich man who had donated his tomb to Jesus Christ for burial. On the third day, when Mary came to the tomb, the stone was rolled back. She went inside, and he was not there. People that want to discredit Jesus Christ would say that he didn't really die, but he did. Some would say they stole his body, but they didn't because they had sealed the tomb. You see, we know Jesus Christ lives And that's why we're here today to celebrate that. He is real. God is not dead. He is alive. And his name is Jesus. Yahweh, Jehovah, Yeshua. So many names by which he is called. Yet what's most important is that you are called by his name. He left. He ascended up to heaven. Caught away in a cloud and many, many saw it 40 days after he rose again. Did you know that Jesus Christ lived for 40 days after Easter? We don't know exactly what the day is. And I don't think they called it Easter back then. But I'll tell you what, 40 days is a long time after you've been laid in the tomb and died. You walk for 40 days all around Galilee and people by the thousands saw him and knew that he lived. Then he, yes, then he went up into the sky Caught away in a cloud, and here's what he said. The angel said, Just as you have seen him go, he will also come again. Over in the same chapter, Luke chapter 24, look over in verse 36. Jesus appeared in the midst of them. You see, Jesus didn't have the same human body that he did when they laid him in that grave, his body was changed. His body was changed into what we call a heavenly body, the kind of body that can live in heaven, just like you and I will get after we die. We're going to be given a body that is fit to live in heaven in the presence of God. Jesus had a body like you and I are going to have because he could walk through walls. He could disappear and appear. He had scars instead of wounds. And so in over in verse 36 he appeared to them and he said these words peace be unto you. You know the devil has taken that phrase and used it in a lot of wrong ways. But guys, peace, the true peace that penetrates the soul down deep can only come through knowing Jesus Christ. If you're here this morning and you've not given your life to Christ, You can do that right there in your car. Just pray and really, really mean it. Lord, please forgive me. Please come live in my heart. Please take me to heaven when I die. I know I'm not perfect. But Lord, thank you for forgiving me. I give my life to you. I give my life to you, Lord Jesus. And if you pray that and you really mean it, then the Lord hears your prayers. The Bible promises that. You know, it also teaches us to be baptized, to get involved with the church that's doing God's work. And after this is all over, if you've given your life to Christ, I hope you'll contact me and say, I want to get baptized after this is all over. But if you... How already are saved. Maybe the Lord's leading you to serve Him more. Maybe He's leading you to follow Him on a daily basis. It's between you and God. I can't fix it, but God can. And you can share these words with other people. Peace be unto you. And He goes on to say, why are you troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that is I myself, handle me, see, touch me. A spirit hath not flesh and bones. And then down in verse 49, he says, I send you the promise of my father, tarry in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. All right, so this is my final thought for the day out of the scripture that I just read. You are a chosen child of God. If you've given your life to Jesus Christ and you really meant it, then you, the Bible says, are a disciple of Jesus Christ. And he is saying, Terry in Jerusalem, and power is going to be given to you. And it's not just one time, but it's over and over and over through your life. How many know that the government has no power over God? How many know that Satan has no power over God? How many know that a virus has no power over God? I'm telling you there's nothing, there is nothing that God cannot do. And I am giving it to him this morning in Jesus' name. He is in doing you with the power of God to live forever. I'm going to live forever. How about you? Would y'all sing this with me? I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided. To follow Jesus, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. I just want to ask you this one question and then I'm going to close and we're going to sing. If you're giving your life to Christ this morning and you really mean it, You say, I am giving my life from this day forward forever. I'm giving my life to Jesus Christ starting right now. If that applies to you, would you just wave at me out of your window? Just say, that's me. That's me. Yes, there's several all over. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ starting right now. And I really mean it. Praise God. Praise God. Happy Easter, everybody.